0: We saw David had moved to the country of Achish. David was living in a place called Siklag, which was given to him by Achish. And David spent the time attacking nations with surrounding the areas. So let's start again from Moshe Just over four months, David spent in the field of the Prishtim. And during the time, Baya al-David, by al by Yifshutur, al-Akshuri, by Gizri, by Amalek. David attacks the people of Gishur, and Gizri, and Amalek. There were people who always been living in that area. Baya al-Kashur, by the name towards Shur, which is somewhere song on the way to Mitzrayim. The Torah also tells us about the place of Shur, which was Canaryah's stopping point on the way to Mitzrayim. So to the south of Eretz Yisrael, that's where these people lived, and David used the opportunity to to strike them. Now, why was David doing that? What was David's interest in in killing these uh, nations and all these places? So should bring uh, two options. The first option is that there were people who were loyal to the Pishon, and even though David was had found refuge in the Pishon, he still considered the Pishon to be the enemy of Eretz So while he didn't that, attack them directly, because they were hosting him, so it wouldn't have been the right thing to do. But at least they're allies, and that's who he attacked. That's the one opinion which is brought to the Mifoshim. Now, Barabunel quotes that opinion, and he argues with it. Because it doesn't make sense that if these people had been on good terms with the Prishtiom, that Achish wouldn't have heard about the fact that all his allies are being killed, and he would have tried to find out who's doing it. And that's why he says it doesn't make sense that these people were actually uh, friends or allies of the Prishtiom. Rather, he says they were enemies of the Pishtim. They were enemies of the Polishtim, but they were mutual enemies. They were enemies of and enemies of the Polishtim. If that's the case, then David thought, I can capitalize on destroying these people because, from my point of view, I'm attacking the enemies of Qayshara. From Akash's point of view, I'm attacking the enemies of the Polishtim. So, it's a win-win situation. He's going to think that I'm being loyal to him, and that's why I'm attacking his enemies, and really they're my enemies too. And that was David's solution, because he didn't want to, obviously, attack the Jewish people. He definitely didn't want to... Uh, pan- no, fight against his own country or at the same time he couldn't attack the Pishtim because that would have definitely made Achish think that he was a traitor and then we had to look for so to speak common grounds and the common ground was uh, these people who both the Jews and the Pishtim mm-hmm. considered an enemy and that's why Achish was happy about the fact that they were being punished and David uh, also gained from it The question that's what I want to explain the question that obviously is the next possible, and that is if these people were enemies of both the Jews and the Plishtim So then why didn't David have any survivors? Because you're going to see the next passage. It says in passage, when he struck planes in the land, he left no one alive. He took all the spoils. He brought the spoils back to Achish. And the reason he left nobody alive, if you're going to see the next pasuk, is that they don't be able to report back where these people already were. Because uh, on the one hand, david was doing a service to achish he was filling the coffers of his country with all the spoils of the people that he attacked and he conquered on the other hand we said there were enemies which david wanted to destroy but when the achish asked him which means to where did you go and attack today Ayama david and david said to the south of yahweh and the family in Yehuda and Negev, Arkani, were the sons of Israel. We know that they also went to the south of Eretz Israel, to the areas of the Yoda. So David said, "I went to the south of all these people." Achishol. That meant areas in Eretz Israel itself, which would be populated by Jews, and that those, those were the people that David was attacking. Really, what David meant was the south of Eretz Israel, which means not places in the south of Eretz Israel, but places further south than Eretz Israel, which were the places where these various Jewish nations were. Now, if saw the Ish, the David, the of your David didn't want to leave any survivors who could bring up the guests who so would be able to say where they were from. Pinagidu And as they say, That's what David did to us to identify who they were. That's what David did for the amount of time, it you know, was four months, that he was in the Bishem. So he spent the time, like we said, attacking these nations, the who were enemies of the Jewish people, enemies of the Christian as well, according to Rahman and uh, at the same time he didn't leave any survivors so they'd be able to say um, that who, who, these, who they really were. And why that's a question is because, what we saw before, if they were a common enemy, so Akhir shouldn't mind the fact that David is destroying an enemy of his people too. So why would it be something that David tries to keep in hiding? Why would it be something that David tries to keep in hiding? And why when he comes to Achish, and David makes it sound as if he had been taking places in the Jewish country. So the answer is that, obviously we work with the Brunel says, but it's, we can answer, it's not very difficult to explain. We have to say that it's true that these people would have been enemies of Achish too, but at the same time they were also enemies of the Jewish people. And if that's the case, if, would this have been a proof that David was loyal to Achish and not the Jewish people, but In other words, uh could have been Achish was happy about the fact that these people were gotten killed, but it wouldn't have necessarily proved to him that David is more loyal to him than he is to uh, the other Jews because this was a mutual enemy of both of this, so then we we, we can't see from what David's doing and um, who is whose side he's really on. Whereas Avekesh Aqris think that he was attacking places in Shavati Yehuda, which was his own tribe, so that made Aqrish think that he was loyal to him and that's why he was he was trusted David and he didn't didn't try and harm him. Didn't try and affect him. So would, would it have been mutter to to mislead Achash? I mean, to that mislead Achash. So answer is, it depends on the circumstances. In other words, the, the, even though the Gemara says that Gnevastas is last, also even of a guy, the person is not allowed to mislead a guy, even if, uh, by, by making him believe something false to be the case. Even not a Jew, and if if David had had some gain in making Achish think that he had been killing Jewish people rather than non-Jews, so then would have been never nearest But if you are going to say that there was, David felt that he had to prove himself to Achish because he felt himself otherwise to be in danger. Then would have been a hazard. In other words, it's a, it's, it's part of David's of showing himself to be loyal. But the truth is, that's not the reason because, like we saw last time, David didn't feel in danger. This time he came with an army of six hundred people who were trained soldiers. David felt himself uh, totally protected. Uh, so it wasn't like he was scared that Achish was going to attack him. We see already, Achish tolerated him, and Achish gave him a city to in. So it wasn't necessarily that he felt that he was he was in danger, that's why he had to prove himself to Achish, so to speak, by being dishonest. So if that's the case, what other reason do we have? Why David would make it seem that he was really destroying places in Yehuda, when it wasn't the case. So, we'll see in the next pasuk, the pasuk is based. The pasuk first says, He's like kind of ruined his connection to Qadrachistrol, his relationship with him. Why did ever He's going to serve me forever. Because I see now he's attacking his own people. So obviously, he's no longer trying to defend them. He's on the other side. And that's obviously what David wanted him to do, which was the point of the whole operation. That would think that David was more real to him than he was to the Jewish people, and that's why he would be confident that, uh, that he was doing the right thing, so to speak, uh, by, by looking after David, but then Now, would stay there. Like now, we asked before, why did David need to do that? In other words, why was it necessary to deceive him? So, if we're not going to say that David felt himself to be threatened, uh, because he felt that he could protect himself, what would the other reason be? So we're going to see something very strange in the next Pasuk, and that is when the position were are going to go to war against the Jews, Achish wants to bring David with him to fight the Jews. Now that, that obviously, um, if you bring soldiers into the battle, the last thing you want is a force that's going to stab you no, back. It's going to be disloyalty within your own ranks. So it means if Achish brought David to battle, it means you trusted David enough like I said, he trusted David enough that David was loyal to him, now, not the Jewish people, who was willing to bring him to war. Now, that's what David wanted. It was not that he was necessarily afraid, was necessarily afraid of Achish, but uh, it was that he wanted Akish to trust him, so to speak. Why? Because there's another point also, And that is that, um, the, uh, as we often see in our history, um, it, which is recorded in the Torah, we've seen it many, many times in God. Since then. And that is, even if the Jews are getting along peacefully with their non-Jewish, so-to-speak neighbors, or in non-Jewish countries, as soon as there's a war, the first ones who are considered, accused of being traitors, of being disloyal, they turn against the Jews who were so loyal to them. Like this is Israel. The Jews are very loyal to Egypt. But you know, in times of war, everyone's looked at as a as a potential traitor. And if that's the case, so everyone's going to be looked at as as possibly defecting to the other side. And we made it, and people are suspicious. You know who's a spy, you know who's working against you. And the Jews always lost out from that. Okay, you know, you know from Banu al this was what he said about the Jewish people, even though they gave him no reason to think that they wouldn't be loyal to Egypt. And David was only about the same thing. He also knew that there was going to be a war with the him. And the question is, now that there's a war, now things change, you know, now, now, now he's, a, now he's a, an unwanted alien. And if that's the case, when that's going to happen, so what's going to happen the Christian said, listen, you know, in the time you're here, when are in peacetime, without this war, we, we, we consider you to be a potential, so to speak defect, a potential traitor. Mm-hmm. And being as though he didn't want to be kicked out of class, he didn't want to be back into the." area where Shaul had reigned, so he thought if he could prove to Achish, at least make, try to the, the thing of prove to Achish, that he's consistently fighting the Jewish people, so then they're going to think he's more loyal to them than to the Jewish people. In other words, it's not just a question of that they were at peace with each other, and they weren't attacking each other, that would be good for times of, of peacetime. But when there's wartime, he naturally starts suspecting you know, who's in my time and who's against me, and David knew he was going to get looked at as a potential, so to speak, a uh, rebel, or a potential defect, defector technically, would, the fact that they would uh, be working for Qayishra. And he didn't want that to happen. And that's why by trying to prove himself, and it, which wasn't true, but uh, the point he was trying to do it was for Achish to make him think, to make Achish think that he was uh, attacking the Jews, not, the, not, not not somebody else. And then the Achish wouldn't think, when he came to bat, that he was still loyal to them. That's exactly what Achish says. He says, double will serve you forever, because he's done to excel his relationship or the Jewish people, you see, he keeps attacking them. And uh, when they came to war, now like to see there also, Achish advanced David to come with. Achish David to come with, which means David's worked, and he actually did fully trust uh, the David was to him. Now, one other thing. It says that he took animals and sheep and donkeys and camels and clothing, and he brought them to Achish. Now, as far as the animals go, we have no questions. Where well, it's interesting, when it comes to the clothing, it must have been that it wasn't distinctly uh, clothing of the Kasherim or, or anyone else. who else would it away. If the people that David attacked, the Shurim or the Gizri or the Marekhi, whatever it would have been, would have had their own distinctive kind of clothing. So if David is bringing this clothing to Achish, you can see, just like today, if a person is going to bring the colorful uh, shawls, you know, thing, you went to Mexico, they're going to bring a straw hats or whatever it's going to be. They are going to have people who recognize all the clothing, like where, which, what country or what group of people mm-hmm. are, were involved. And if Darwin went to these places and he conquered them, and he captured them, he took their clothing, he brought them back to Achish, it must have been that the clothing was only descriptive enough to be considered to be non-Jewish clothing. And so Achish could think that these are the clothing of the Jews, that would have made sense to him. It was interesting, it means they weren't so different than what they used to wear. Okay, so that was that was David's plan, as he said. And what? Akhish trusted him, and Achish trusted that he had, that he had, uh, sorry, burnt his bridges, broken his connections with the Jewish people. And that the result, in place of Parakar Khaf Khas, Ahim Ayyami El-Smakhalaym The Klishlim gathered their armies into their army camps, to go to war in Laqambe Israel, to fight against Israel. And now we see that David's plan paid off. of David, you are going to come and fight with me. You're going to war. You're now part of the Plishti army. So you're gonna, you're going mobilize your people. They're gonna come and fight with me too. So the David going to say. On the one hand, David still is loyal to the Jewish people. On the other hand, yes to show Achish. So the speaker is loyal to him too. So what does David say? You'll see what I'm going to do. And again, it was not of this very, uh, so to speak, clear comment. The very biggest one you'll see what I'm going to do. But Achish took to understand it the way he wanted to understand it, which means, and then he come to war with me, and David said, yes, you'll see what I'm going to do, which means, look, I'll prove myself to the battlefield. And therefore, Achish responded to him, Achish and David, If you do that, I'll make you my personal bodyguard. Which was obviously a level of high distinction, to be a private or personal uh, Shemer of the king. And that was his way to, so to speak, to offer David in order to help for his insistence in helping Achish fight the Jewish people. Now, let's stop at that stage and ask what does David think was going to happen next. What actually happened next, we'll see soon. But what is David thinking was going to happen? In other words, Achish invites him to come to battle against the Jewish people. David's plan was he shouldn't get looked at as a rebel, as a stranger. When is going to be the battle? And so his his plan worked too well. Achish, Achish considers him to be completely reliable, and not only does he consider him to be a traitor, he considers him to be worthy of being a soldier, or in general, to fight the Jewish people. So what did David think was going to happen next? David says, don't worry, you'll we'll see what I'm going to do, but what was he planning? What was, what was he going to do? David definitely wasn't interested in fighting the Jewish people. On the other hand, David had, had to prove himself, so to speak, or to Achish, so what, what is the answer going to be? What was he, What was the intention? What, what do we think was going to happen? Can I mean, you What's interesting, I, learned, I didn't see any of the to discussed it. But can you we have to say is, David was lying on the nest which actually happened. Which means David was lying on the next that... Which, the, the nest which actually happened, which is even though Achish invited him to battle, the other police, the king said, why are you bringing Jews to fight with us? They're going mm-hmm. to turn against us. Now, it put, it put him in a quandary, because on the one hand, um, they would... Deaf to their own devices, they would have killed David as men too. This is a potential fourth column. This is a potential uh, in, in-house rebels. Why would you want them? So now David was worried. that Achish would feel that way too. But it's interesting. Hashem looked at is that Achish didn't feel that way. Achish tried to protect David. Achish saw that David is him. So as far as David was in Akish's land and therefore was was David at risk of being deported or being harmed? No because Achish really thought he would fight with, 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 together with him on the side of the Christian, whereas David took into account what he was hoping was that the other kings other of the Christian wouldn't agree. They didn't know David, and they probably didn't trust David that he wanted to go, yes? And therefore they were going to stand against the fact that he would uh, fight with them, but then he's got the best advice, because on the one hand, he's not considered to be a traitor, because, he's a patient, King Achish considers him to be loyal. On the other hand, he's not expected to fight because, he's not expected to go into fight because uh, the other kings of Krishna don't want him to fight. And so i rather be committing himself. David says, uh, you will see what I'm going to do. And he was hoping what he was going to do is not fight, because he was hoping that the other kings of Krishna wouldn't want him to fight. But from Akhish's point of view, he had to at least make the effort of coming. So he mobilized his troops, he marches, marches behind much to battle. had going to be to the result? Until here, I didn't know the other kings were involved. To, a, I thought just Achish is going to fight. Kladish. No, all the byikvus of pishim is is all the pishim. Oh, and we're going to see all the five uh, factions of the pishim, they're all joined in this war. Also earlier the Reb said it was a question of uh, Gnevis Das. Yes. In war, you always send in the spot so, so we see that, That's why David finds the balance, and he marches together with Achish to battle, hoping that the other king is won. Accept him and his soldiers, and they will get sent home again. But no one can blame them for being disloyal or not being true to the Bnei cause. Now that that's the story of what happened to David. What the continuation of the story of David comes to date, In the meantime, in the middle of the story, Mamish, the focus fact fell, goes back to show and now what happened. So from the Jewish people, from from David's point of view, he hears about the fact that, that the, the, the Christian of the war on the Jews. Like we said, he marches with Achish to join the fish At the same time, well, how does that proceed in the Jewish camp? So I tell the Shmuel mice, I used Kal Yisra, Ubira. Shmuel was nifth, like we saw it previously. We used to pick up the story back from there again because this is where everything changed for Klai Yisrael. And everybody mourned Shmuel. as Qat, he was went around and um without everybody, he teaching them he befriended them as well. And they buried him in Rama and in the city, which is a strange darshan to use. Because normally people don't like get buried in two places. So you can say he got buried in Rama, which was in the city. What's uber Well, What's End in the city? Well, what else was there What's coming to add? So, Nadaki said the Kushatha, Nadaki explained that if he just said Rama, he wouldn't know which Rama we're talking about. And, and therefore, since we said Rama, which was the city, as opposed to the other Roma. Okay. So he says The other side is, said says they're buried in Roma and in the city. It as normally the din was, that they used to bury the maids outside the city. And we you know, they went to the time in the city, so they used to bury the outside and here we see a certain Kiddush that they buried him in, not just in, in the city, that there was like nothing normal thing to do. you know, the Ma'il Shmuel. Okay, that's the background. And the second bit of background we need is the Shal HaSir Oibis, where Yidani Esidemi Avts. These are both forms of trying to foretell the future through using uh, the real Hatzim of a third person, and whether it's through the Yidani, is a kind of a bone, or through the Oib. There's also part of the body that they used to use as a way of connecting the Kayak And Ra. Um, the the tariff for using these things. And Shaul, in his capacity as king, he been interested in forcing the Hadakh of the Torah. And therefore what happened was, um Charles went to make sure that these practices weren't being practiced by Jewish people and he and remember the they wouldn't be they wouldn't be involved in the Eden. Okay, that's all the background read for this for the story version of so the next time of uh, what began the war, which all the Pishri armies had joined together to fight.